0: Hey, everybody, this is Johan Daza from Find Your Reason to Live. In today's episode, we are talking about mental health and how to find help. You're listening to Find Your Reason to Live podcast. So, today I decided to record my podcast at uh, my friend Marcia Butman's office. She's a great therapist with tons of experience. So, um, just please listen to this uh, conversation that we had about mental health. Welcome to Find Your Reason to Live podcast, and I'm right here with Marcia Boatman. And yeah, I'm not in my actual studio today, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm right here at your practice. So Marcia, tell me a little bit about yourself and this place that we are meeting today.
1: Yes. Um, Today we're here at my uh, practice where I work at Adolescent Family Behavioral Health Services and we are located right in Grand Rapids at 2566 Wood Meadows Southeast Grand Rapids and we have a full DBT program and we also specialize in marriage and family therapy we specialize in EMDR, community education, and we work with Um, from toddlers up through seniors, individuals and families.
0: Mm -hmm. So can you explain really quick what DBT means?
1: Yes, Uh, DBT stands for Dialectical Behavior Therapy, Mm -hmm. and it is an evidence-based therapy that was developed by Marsha Linehan, Mm -hmm. and it specializes in working with individuals that may have a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder, but it also is really good for any individual that has an emotion dysregulation problem. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what their diagnosis is. And I think it's important for people to understand what um, emotion dysregulation is. It, um, the analogy used for it in DBT is that of a third degree burn. A person with a third degree burn, their, their skin is very sensitive.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you
1: tap it, it's going to hurt. Right. Every action mm-hmm. is going to be extreme and it's going yeah. to last for a while. Right. There are individuals whose emotions are like that. Yeah. They're emotionally sensitive. They Mm -hmm. um, feel things very intensely, um, like a person would with a burn, and they react in ways that other individuals may think or assume it's over the top, um, or it's unnecessary, or it's too much, or they're seeking attention. And when they heighten in their emotions, meaning when they get to a ten, when they're hot, they're hot. And they stay hot for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And it takes them time to cool back down. And so that means their emotions are dysregulated. And when you're hot, if you think about it, Johan, when you're hot, you come in the house, you're pulling off stuff, you're looking for water, you want to get in the fan, you want to do whatever you can. To
0: cool yourself down.
1: Exactly. And it's the same thing emotionally. People want to quickly alleviate that emotional and it's difficult yeah
0: i really like how you are comparing this to you know the burning and the hot uh, because a lot of people don't know how to deal with emotion they don't know how to express emotion sometimes we deal with individuals like family members friends uh places that we work and people are having those emotions and and most people don't don't know how to deal with it's like uh, that person is just upset it's just angry uh that person's always crying, and we don't know how to deal with that. So I really like how you um, put a picture in my head, how to understand that a little bit. Better.
1: Yes, so. that is how Marsha Linehan describes it, yeah. and that really helped me as a provider to get a better understanding, yeah. Yeah. and surprisingly, there are providers who um, it, they find it difficult you know, to deal mm-hmm. with individuals. Yeah with emotion dysregulation. Yeah. So they may go from therapist to therapist to therapist yeah. and, or in and out of hospitals. And that's the key thing about DBT is it's a treatment designed to keep people out of the hospital. That's great, yeah.
0: yeah. So one of the things that I talked to Marcia about was about uh, suicidal thoughts and about uh, Michigan rates in regards of uh, suicidal ideation.
1: Yes, I was just looking at something um from the C D C just stating that between nineteen ninety nine and twenty sixteen mm-hmm. that our suicide rate was up by thirty three percent.
0: You say thirty three?
1: Yes. Which was higher than the national yeah. average. Wow. Which was at the time thirty percent. Wow. And
0: do you know do you know any, anything about the reasons behind that or
1: Well, it's basically stating that we have to do a better job at bridging the gap between mental health Mm -hmm. and physical health. And that over half of the people that actually complete a suicide, they don't have a known mental health issue. Yeah. Which means that um, it hasn't been discovered, you know. And I really think that has a lot to do with individuals not seeking treatment.
0: Yeah. And that's... One of the things, you know, working at the field, we, we're used to talking to people and individuals about it. But in the community, you know, people are quiet about it. Yes. You go to church, nobody wants to talk about it.
1: Absolutely. Families
0: don't want to talk about it. Yes. Even if they know their family member is going through it or having yes. those thoughts, most people want to keep it quiet. And there's a cultural thing, too. Yeah. Different cultures, you're not allowed to talk about it.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: you know, what can we do? so people can have treatment you know what what, what is it that would you recommend let's say churches and communities should be doing about it Uh, um, a lot of people are afraid to talk about suicide yes so do you think it's okay to bring out the subject you know in that family dinner Or one-to-one with somebody?
1: You know, Johan, that is an excellent question. And the first thing is it's important for people to realize by not talking about it, you're not helping. Mm -hmm. Because if an individual is already dealing with something and having suicidal thoughts, by you not talking about it, it's just isolating them. Mm -hmm. And it's giving the problem room to grow. It is absolutely something that we need to discuss. Um, Before I even became a therapist, even earlier in my career, I used to think that by asking someone if they were suicidal that you put those thoughts in their head
0: yeah that's what I was told too yes yes I was told the same thing
1: yes and suicide does not work that way yeah you know it's something that they're already dealing with and if they're not mm-hmm. then you asking them is not going to make them want to commit suicide yeah, yeah. you know um, it 's important to ask if you are suspecting if you 're noticing that someone is dealing with depression yeah. or um, just kind of acting out of the norm, yeah, and by that I mean maybe they 're withdrawn for a period of time yeah. they 're not doing things that they normally would enjoy doing. Uh, sleeping and eating habits have mm-hmm. changed. Yeah. Um, they could be more angry or less angry.
0: And we can tell when somebody's acting yes. out of the normal.
1: Absolutely.
0: So we gotta uh, we gotta be okay asking the question and yes. maybe push a little bit. Yes. Because you know I find you know you know a coworker, are you doing okay? I'm I'm doing fine. But you know you know they're not doing okay. Yes. Or your friend or family. So how can we push a little bit more? Do you, is there any way that we can, oh, we just, just got to ask the question, you know, we just yes. keep, just keep checking on them.
1: Yes. And validate. Validation is huge Yeah. because there's such a stigma around mental health Yeah. and just letting people know that, you know, I know it's not always easy to talk to someone, yeah. but I'm here and I care. Yeah. you know and i understand you may not want to talk with someone or yeah. maybe yeah. you know you have an issue with trust or whatever but yeah. i'm willing to listen
0: and be non-judgmental about it which is pretty hard yes especially you know if you come from different culture i come from the latino culture and mm-hmm. people can be very judgmental about those kind of yeah. conversation uh, i don't know about you know the african american culture do you think that's also difficult to talk about
1: absolutely uh therapy in general Mm -hmm. is not something that african-americans um and not everyone of course but we don't typically that's not our first go-to yeah um it's whatever is happening in this house or family we'll deal with
0: it right it's the same in latin culture it's like you don't talk to a therapy yes therapist i'm sorry yeah. Um, you don't talk to the pastor about this. Yes. Um, because this is something they got to stay in the family. We, Like you said, we will yeah. deal with it. Um, and that's hard, you know, to try to find, you know, treatment. When the family is trying to resolve something that we are not really
1: prepared for. Absolutely, and so. sometimes the pro- the family is the problem. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sometimes the family is the trigger. Right. So then, where where do you go? Yeah. You know, when your environment is yeah. a big cause of it.
0: Yeah. So it, it, it's interesting, you know, the, the whole cultural thing because. Yes. Uh, we we gotta be, we gotta think about that and think about the person's uh, health. Yes. And sometimes we gotta put the cultural thing aside a little bit. You know, it, it's very important. We gotta keep that person safe. Right. And we we gotta take action and seek help.
1: Absolutely. So, I would say every culture values life. Yeah. You know, we want our people to live.
0: And that's probably one of the things. You know, this podcast called "Find a Reason to Live." Yes. So how can you find a way to help that person to stay alive and safe? Sometimes it's more. You know, it could be the self harm. Yes. Um, but they have to be safe. So we, we got to put that first. Yes. Um, see, the other thing is we're talking about treatment too, right? hmm So what can we do about treatment? Uh, what can we recommend to people? Uh, they're seeking help and treatment. Uh, what's the best way to go about that? You know, let's say I have a family or a friend and, you know, I started a conversation with them. hmm And I noticed they're, go- they're depressed. Yes. They're having some suicidal thoughts. Uh, I don't know if this is just a phase. Is related to the depression. I don't know. It could be related to medication. Right. Sometimes you take some medication.
1: Yes. They that's
0: will, very true. They have nothing to do with depression. Yes. Uh, so what can I do? as a friend or a family member, what, what, what was the best way to approach and to talk about treatment?
1: Yes. Um, if you are asking someone if they're having suicidal thoughts, right. And if they say they are, then you're going to want to ask them how long have they been having the thoughts and you're going to want to ask them if they have a plan. Yeah. Um, it's very important Mm because some people are just having thoughts, but, they're not really thinking uh, deeply about it and you need to know so that you know what how much time you have Um, if they are having thoughts but it's just more like a death wish or it's not, there's no intent, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're not planning on doing anything. Then you want to ask them, well, what do you think about if you had someone that you could sit down and talk to someone who, you know, doesn't know you or your family a professional who's there just for you. Right. You know, so that you can kind of see what their thoughts are about therapy. Right. Yes.
0: And the other thing is maybe you have to make those phone calls. And find those places. Uh, because I think that most people are not going to Oh yeah. look through the Internet and it's like, okay, I'm going to call this place yes. and find help. So I'll, that's my own opinion that I yes. will probably find a place and say, hey, I found this place.
1: Yep. And provide it to them.
0: Yeah. And it's like, do you want me to call? Yes. Do you, maybe we can call together. and We make an appointment. Yes. I'll drive you.
1: That's very important. Holding them accountable. Yeah you
0: know because and that's the other thing they be they might be in the room you know if you're so depressed how are you going to even try to look that like? how are you going to drive yourself over there yes so as a friend as a family member we have to take that step too
1: yes we do we, we have do. to
0: walk with them a little bit and say okay I found a place Uh, Maybe you can talk to Marcia.
1: (laughs) Right. We are here. Yes.
0: And it's like, and if you start meeting people, you start meeting therapists or, you know, places around town, you know, tell them like, okay, I know this place. I'll drive you there. I'll make the call with you. Yes. Um, You know, and, you know, we can talk about this stigma because probably they're afraid of the stigma that comes with it.
1: Absolutely. Yes. The stigma with mental health, you know, I... I'm a lover of words, so when I actually looked up the word stigma, Mm -hmm. it's a mark of disgrace associated with a person or quality. It's a lack of respect. Mm. And when you think about what that means for an individual with mental health, um, it's it's like the book, The Scarlet Letter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking
0: when you were reading that.
1: Yeah, like walking around with an M on your head mm-hmm. and it's, it's very cold and it makes it difficult because people are stereotyped yeah. um, and just viewed as something other than normal. yeah. And I tell my clients, I don't, there's no such thing as normal. Right. You know. And
0: that's, you know yes. that's the truth.
1: There's no such thing as normal. There's so
0: many people walking among us. You know, yes. They might absolutely. be going, going through something, but we are quiet about it.
1: Yes. So. And we don't want that stigma. We don't want that label. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the concern that, you know, what if my job finds out? Or, yeah. you know, what if my family finds out? Or do, do I look weak? Or yeah. am I incompetent? Or what's wrong with me? And um, that all comes from the stigma.
0: Right. And I think that... For males, for me, Mm -hmm. do I look weak?
1: Right. Wishing
0: out, you know, uh, me calling to, for example, Pine Rest or someplace like that. Yes. Um, And, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, for a macho man, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to do that. Yep. I'm just going to deal with it the way I want to deal.
1: Absolutely. So that's
0: something that we, you know, as guys do, we got to talk to another guy and say, hey, you know, it's okay. Yes. You know, it's okay if you reach out and talk to somebody.
1: Yes, it's validating a,
0: you know, Yeah. Yes. That's the thing. It's like validation. So that's one of the things, I guess, we we got to work on it. You know.
1: Yes.
0: How will you validate somebody? Do you have any tips of validation?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> good. Because <good>. <laughs> sometimes, you know, that's the hard part. Yes. As a guy talking to another guy. Yes. How You know, how am I going to validate yeah. them? How am I going to talk about this? Because, you know, that's the thing of the stigma. Mm-hmm. And guys, we don't need help. Yes. You know? Yes, they
1: do. Yes, um, they do. We, we don't wanna- all need it. Yeah. You know, and the thing with validation, it's just letting someone know that what they feel is legitimate. Yeah. Because our feelings are always legitimate. Yeah. A validation does not mean agreeing. Mm-hmm. It does not mean approving or yeah. permitting. Just letting someone know how you feel is right. legitimate. Yeah. So it's, you know, I know this is Probably uncomfortable for you. And I I get that. Right. You know, given, you know, our cultural background, Mm or given how we were raised, it makes sense that you don't want to reach out to someone for help. Yeah. But as your friend, I'm Mm -hmm. really urging you to give this a try.
0: Right. And I really like what you say. You don't have to agree. Right. You know? Yes. I remember a long time ago, I learned it's a simple skill that we taught kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if you don't agree with an adult, you say, okay.
1: Right.
0: I heard what you say.
1: Yes. It doesn't
0: mean I agree, but that's I say, right. okay.
1: That's right.
0: Um, and that's uh, something that I apply all the time when I'm listening to people. It's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. Yes. It doesn't mean I agree.
1: That's right.
0: But, you know, and that's my way of validating.
1: Yes. It's know? very important to let people know that you're listening, yeah. that you hear, and that you care about what they have to mm-hmm. say. Because if you don't, they're going to... Resist. Yeah. You know, they're going to pretty much shut down.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a therapist. I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Most people know who, who are listening to the show. Mm-hmm. But I work with a lot of kids at risk. Yes. And one of the things they told me, and they mentioned, one of the therapists that we used to work with is, that therapist doesn't judge me.
1: Yeah. And
0: when they say that, it's like, that's so powerful. Yes. Because they felt like they could talk to that person. Right. And I think we gotta try to do that. You know, uh, we're not all therapists, so for us, it's kind of hard. Uh, but we gotta, we gotta try that and say, okay, how can I have a conversation without judging?
1: Absolutely. So
0: um, you know, we gotta prepare ourselves. You know, I'm gonna talk to my friend or my family member, and I'm gonna have the conversation without judging. So we probably have to prepare ourselves a little bit before that. And just think about, okay, I want to talk about this. I have a plan. Yes. Um, it's very important so they don't shut down.
1: Yes. And with the judgment, you know, everyone has, it's just the judgments are our own interpretations about things. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to just be mindful yeah. if we do have judgments. Yeah. This is my interpretation, what I think maybe this person should do or shouldn't do. Yeah. But it's not fact. So you have to lay that to the side so mm-hmm. that you can be open to what this individual is trying to To tell you, you know, Mm -hmm. and be willing to be engaged with them, Mm -hmm. not coming with your preset agenda, just waiting to put out what you think they should do.
0: That's that's important too. Yeah. Yeah. So be able to listen. Great. So, yeah, we've been talking a lot of stuff uh, with Marcia. So just to try to clarify a few things for you guys. Um, So we're going to talk about some tips to end the podcast. Yes. And some of them, you know, we're going to talk about judgment, validation, and plan. So can you give them some tips about judgment?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, The first thing, if you're trying to assist someone with getting... Um, Treatment. You want to be mindful of your own assumptions, your own judgments, and uh, put them to the side. Mm -hmm. So go in there with an open heart, willing to listen, and not forcing your interpretations on that person. Because then you're limiting them to what you think is true, and there's not enough room for them to really express what's on their Mm -hmm. heart and mind.
0: Yeah, I I like that. You just kind of give them room to be themselves. And we can talk about validation with that. You know, if you're allowing somebody to be themselves.
1: Yes, how absolutely. Can we, how
0: can we do that?
1: With validation, it is making sure that you're communicating that their thoughts and feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. And so an example of that would be, you know, I know this is not an easy conversation for you. Yeah. And I know given you know, how you feel about therapy and talking to strangers it makes sense you wouldn't want to go right you know making sure that they know you get it Mm -hmm. and how they think and feel is valid yeah very important they're going to be more willing and more open to talk to you
0: yeah so let's talk about tip number three which is coming out with a plan?
1: Yes, so, absolutely. So it'll
0: be a good plan?
1: Um, if you believe someone uh, needs to get help and talk with someone,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: want to be patient and but you still want to hold them accountable. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend coming into the conversation with something already you know written down or Mm -hmm. something that you can send them a link to Um, there's tons of providers there's psychology today Mm -hmm. website which has providers in all 50 states yeah so this could be something you're doing with someone who doesn't even live where you live right Um, and then letting them know i'm willing to call for you i'm willing to help you get information coordinate with insurance or whatever it is you need to do yeah and then holding them accountable I'm gonna check back with you yeah follow in, up to find out what the outcome yeah. was and it's important if for any reason they haven't taken that step to be patient yeah. and not give up and don't judge mm-hmm.
0: You hmm know? yeah that's great Marcia I think this conversation went great and maybe you're gonna have to do this yeah uh, again so people that are listening if you really like this conversation just submit some questions and we're probably going to have another talk with Marcia and she yes. can provide some professional advice yes. to you guys which is great that we can have a therapist you know involved in find a reason to live
1: yes thank you so much for having me
0: yeah no problem so um, you guys stay tuned to the next episode with find a reason to live Bye. bye bye